This is USI Radio Theater, where student and faculty produced stories are delivered in an audio format. From classic recreations to original stories, USI Radio Theater begins now. Oh, and warning. This is a retelling of a true Grimm's fairy tale. Some themes may not be appropriate for children. This is the story of the brother and sister by the Brothers Grimm, created by students of the University of Southern Indiana Radio and Television program, with special guests Roger Conley and Dan Clark. The little brother took his little sister by the hand. Since our mother died, we have had no happiness. Our stepmother beats us every day. And if we come near her, she kicks us away with her foot. Our meals are the hard crusts of bread that are left over. And the little dog on the table is better off, for she often throws it a nicer bit of food. May heaven pity us, if our mother only knew. Come, we will go forth together into the wide world. They walked the whole day over meadows, fields, and stony places. And when it rained, the little sister said... Heaven and our hearts are weeping together. In the evening they came to a large forest. They were so weary with sorrow and hunger and the long walk that they lay down in a hollow tree and fell asleep. The next day when they awoke, the sun was already high in the sky and shone down hot into the tree. Sister, I am thirsty. If I knew of a little brook, I would go and just take a drink. I think I hear one running. The brother got up and took the little sister by the hand, and they set off to find the brook. But the wicked stepmother was a witch, and had seen how the two children had gone away, and had crept after them privily, as witches do creep, and had bewitched all the brooks in the forest. Now when they found a little brook leaping brightly over the stone, the brother was going to drink out of it. But the sister heard how it said as it ran, Who drinks of me will be a tiger? Who drinks of me will be a tiger. The sister cried out. Pray, dear brother, do not drink, or you will become a wild beast and tear me to pieces. The brother did not drink, although he was so thirsty. I will wait for the next spring. When they came to the next brook, the sister heard this also say, Who drinks of me will be a wolf. Who drinks of me will be a wolf. The sister cried out. Pray, dear brother, do not drink, or you will become a wolf and devour me. The brother did not drink. I will wait until we come to the next spring, but then I must drink. Say what you like, but my thirst is great. And when they came to the third brook, the sister heard how it said, as it ran, who drinks of me will be a robot. Who drinks of me will be a robot. Oh, I pray you, dear brother, do not drink, or you will become a roebuck and run away from me. But the brother had knelt down at once by the brook, and had bent down and drunk some of the water, and as soon as the first drop touched his lips, he lay there as a young robot. And now the sister wept over her poor bewitched brother, and the little roe wept also. 
and sat sorrowfully near to her. Be quiet, dear little Roe. I will never, never leave you. She untied her golden garter and put it around the roebuck's neck, and she plucked rushes and wove them into a soft cord. With this, she tied the little beast and led it on, and she walked deeper and deeper into the forest. When they had gone a very long way, they came at last to a little house, and the girl looked in, and it was empty. We can stay here and live. Then she sought for leaves and moss to make a soft bed for the roe, and every morning she went out and gathered roots and berries and nuts for herself and brought tender grass for the roe, who ate out of her hand and was content and played around about her. In the evening when the sister was tired and had said her prayers, she laid her head upon the roebuck's back. That was her pillow, and she slept softly on it. If only the brother had his human form, it would have been a delightful life. For some time, they were alone like this in the wilderness. But it happened that the king of the country held a great hunt in the forest. Then the blast of the horns, the barking of the dogs, and the merry shouts of the huntsmen rang through the trees. The roebuck heard all and was only too anxious to be there. Oh, let me be off to the hunt. I cannot bear it any longer. He begged so much that at last she agreed. But... Come back to me in the evening. I must shut my door for fear of the rough huntsman. So knock and say, My little sister, let me in, that I may know you. And if you do not say that, I shall not open the door. Then the young roebuck sprang away, so happy was he and merry in the open air. The king and the huntsman saw the pretty creature and started after him, but they could not catch him. And when they thought that they surely had him, away he sprang through the bushes and could not be seen. When it was dark, he ran to the cottage. My little sister, let me in. Then the door was opened for him, and he jumped in and rested himself the whole night through upon his soft bed. The next day the hunt went on, and when the roebuck again heard the bugle horn of the huntsman, he had no peace. Sister, let me out. I must be off. His sister opened the door for him. But you must be here again in the evening and say your password. When the king and his huntsmen again saw the young roebuck with the golden collar, they all chased him. But he was too quick and nimble for them. This went on for the whole day, but at last, by the evening, the huntsmen had surrounded him, and one of them wounded him in the foot, so that he limped and ran slowly. A hunter crept after him to the cottage and heard. My little sister, let me in. The hunter saw that the door was open for him and was shut again at once. The huntsman took notice of it all and went to the king and told him what he had seen and heard. Then the king said, Tomorrow we will hunt once more. The little sister, however, was dreadfully frightened when she saw that her flan was hurt. She washed the blood off him, laid herbs on the wound. Go to your bed, dear brother, that you may get well again. But the wound was so slight that the young buck next morning did not feel it any more, and when again he heard the sport outside. I cannot bear it. I must be there. They shall not find it so easy to catch me. 
This time they will kill you, and here I am alone in the forest, forsaken by all the world. I will not let you out. Then you will have me die of grief? When I hear the bugle horn, I feel as I might jump out of my own skin. Then the sister could not do otherwise but open the door for him with a heavy heart, and the roebuck, full of health and joy, bounded into the forest. When the king saw him, he said to the huntsman, Now chase him all day long till nightfall, but take care that no one does him any harm. As soon as the sun had set, the kingsman said to the huntsman, Now come and show me the cottage in the wood. When he was at the door, he knocked and called out, Dear little sister, let me in. Then the door opened and the king walked in, and there stood a maiden more lovely than he had ever seen. The maiden was frightened when she saw not her little roe, but a man who wore a golden crown upon his head. But the king looked kindly at her and stretched out his hand. Will you go with me to my palace and be my dear wife? Yes, indeed. But the little roe must go with me. I cannot leave him. It shall stay with you as long as you live, and shall want for nothing. Just then he came running in, and the sister again tied him with a cord of rushes, took it in her own hand, and went away with the king from the cottage. The king took the lovely maiden upon his horse and carried her to his palace, where the wedding was held with great pomp. She was now the queen, and they lived for a long time happily together. The roebuck was tended and cherished and ran about the palace garden. But the wicked stepmother, because of whom the children had gone out into the world, thought all the time that the sister had been torn to pieces by the wild beast in the wood, and that the brother had been shot for a roebuck by the huntsman. Now when she heard that they were so happy and so well off, envy and hatred rose in her heart and left her no peace, and she thought of nothing but how she could bring them again to misfortune, her own daughter, who was ugly as night and had only one eye, grumbled at her. A queen, that ought to have been my luck. Be quiet. When the time comes, I shall be ready. As time went on, the queen had a pretty little boy, and it happened that the king was out hunting. So the old witch took the form of a chambermaid, went into the room where the queen lay. Come, the bath is ready. It will do you good and give you fresh strength. Make haste before it gets cold. The stepdaughter also was close by, so they carried the weakly queen into the bathroom and put her into the bath. They shut the door and ran away. But in the bathroom they had made a fire of such deadly heat that the beautiful young queen was soon suffocated. When this was done, the old woman took her daughter, put a nightcap on her head, and laid her in a bed in place of the queen. She gave her to the shape and the look of the queen, only she could not make good the lost eye. But in order that the king may not see it, she was able to lie on the side of which she had no eye. In the evening, when he came home and heard that he had a son, he was heartily glad and was going to the bed of his dear wife to see how she was. But the stepmother quickly called out, For your life, leave the curtains closed. The queen ought to not see the light yet and must have rest. The king went away and did not find that a false queen was lying in the bed. But at midnight, when all slept, the nurse who was sitting in the nursery by the cradle 
and who was the only person awake, saw the door open and the true queen walk in. She took the child out of the cradle, laid it on her arm, and fed it. Then she shook up its pillow, laid the child down again, and covered it with a little quilt. But she did not forget her brother the deer, but went into the corner where it lay and stroked its back. Then she went quite silently out of the door again. The next morning, the nurse asked the guard whether anyone had come into the palace during the night. But they answered, No, we have seen no one. She came thus many nights and never spoke a word. The nurse always saw her, but she did not dare to tell anyone about it. When some time had passed in that manner, the queen began to sing in the night. How fares my child, how fares my row? Twice shall I come, then never more. The nurse did not answer, but when the queen had gone again, went to the king and told him all. Ah, heavens, what is this? Tomorrow night I will watch by the child. In the evening he went into the nursery, and at midnight the queen again appeared and sang. How fares my child, how fares my roe? Once will I come, then never more. She nursed the child as she had done before she had disappeared. The king dare not speak to her, but on the next night he watched again. Then she sang. How fares my child, how fares my row? This time I come, then never more. Then the king could not restrain himself. He sprang towards her. You can be none other than my dear wife. Yes, I am your dear wife. At the same moment she received life again, and by God's grace became fresh, rosy, and full of health. She told the king the evil deeds the wicked stepmother and her daughter had been guilty of towards her. The king ordered both to be led before the judge, and the judgment was delivered against them. The daughter was taken into the forest, where she was torn to pieces by wild beasts. But the witch was cast into the fire and miserably burnt. And as soon as she was burnt, the roebuck changed its shape and received his human form again. So the sister and brother lived happily together all their lives. The voice of the narrator was provided by Roger Conley. The voice of the sister was provided by Jana Garrett. The voice of the brother was provided by Jairus Tyree. The voice of the king was provided by Dan Clark. The voice of the stepmother was provided by Megan Diventi. And the voice of the stepsister was provided by Betsy Ramos. Special thank you to the University of Southern Indiana Radio and Television Program and 95.7 The Spin. Thank you for listening to USI Radio Theater. You can subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud or find us at 957thespin.com. Tune in next time for more USI Radio Theater.